All right. I'm also watching the, the stream. All right, cool. Yeah. Good. Oh, oh, we're ready. Okay, good. And action. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, like, I don't know how. All right, that's. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Good Games Podcast. My name is James. I'm Leo. I'm Justin. And I'm this new guy, Matt. Oh, hey, Whoa, hey. it's Matt. But um, so, that Matt sounds yeah. different than the Matt we had before. Yes, we've had different Matts now. <laughs> some um, might say it's an improvement. Um, oh. Yeah. And that maybe. someone could be. me. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> so uh, today we're going to be talking about The Last of Us. And only 50% of the faces you see now have actually played through and completed The Last of Us. So we brought in... The right. wonderful, lovely Matt Finneman to help us discuss The Last of Us. A resident The Last of Us expert. Now, not, that's not to be confused, because we are on the tale of The Last of Us 2 being released, mm-hmm. but um, that's not what we're talking about. Not yet. Not first yet. First game. First game. How about the first one to build up hype for people who maybe haven't played through the first game and want to play the second game. Hmm. That's true. I'll oh, hold... You guys might hear some. You hear that? Yeah, what's that? Someone's closing my garage door. There oh. you go. All right. Oh, cool. Cool. I thought it was your stomach. I thought you were like hungry. I was very hungry, yes. <laughs> Actually, hungry. we'll bring that back. That'll come back around for the endorsements. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, The Last of Us. Uh, I, I've played. Um, Maybe the first two, maybe three hours of this game, I, I didn't get that far in it. Um, can you, can you believe this, Matt? Can you believe can this I, guy? Can I just ask, is it because it's not on PC? I don't know what's you, with this guy. You okay. weird... Matt, I've been trying to get him to play this game for like it's... 20 years. The game's only okay. been out for 10, but okay. I, I swear, my whole life has been to try James. to get James to play this game. James. Yeah. James. James. Mm-hmm. Buddy. Mm-hmm. Hal. Mm-hmm. Let's have a talk. Okay. About your terrible taste and uh, <laughs> your, your inability to play good games. All right. Uh, well, what what happened okay. after three hours? What, here, why here, did you stop playing? Here's here's okay. I I you knew the game it was going to be. All right. Here's here's my thing. Here's my thing. I I I find this game difficult to play. Uh, only because okay. First of all, like I, when I oh hey my phone's on um. When I play games, like, I feel like I'm one of the people who, like, plays games for, like, escapism. And this is, like, a very, like, heavy story. Like, I mean, the the, the topics that are discussed are, like, very heavy. And it's, yeah. like, not a world I want to escape to, right? The world of The Last of Us is, like, a real shitty place to be. It's dreary. Um, yeah. It's a very dreary place to be. However, I do I do like the characters. I like the story of what I've played so far. I'm not a real big fan of like the moment-to-moment gameplay, though. Like the like cover-based shooting and stealth. Meh. Then drop it down to the lowest difficulty and treat it like an action game. Okay. All right. Could do that. Okay. So this That's run true. through. Like, That's true. like if the, if the gameplay is not doing it for you, then do what you need to do to enjoy the story. The story like is that. so good, it's worth it. So like I actually did that this time around, Matt. I. The first time around, I played it on normal or whatever, and I had to sneak around, and there were some frustrating 
times in this yeah. game for sure. Yeah, yeah. But this time around, I played the whole thing on easy in like a week, and I was done. Yeah, but I mean, got to enjoy the story. Well, that's what I should have done because, like, I got to one part where I'm escaping, and like the like security people just keep shooting me down like over and over and over again. I'm like, yeah, this is. I think I'm done. I think I'm good. <laughs> Wait, like the very beginning I, when you're escaping from the security guards? Yeah. Well, oh, it, dear uh, God. I yeah. think it might just be you as a gamer. I mean, I suck. I mean, granted, I suck. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I won't deny it. What I don't get is you sucking doesn't stop you from playing more Smash Bros. So why is it stopping you from playing other games? Or well, let's compare it to Dark Souls, right? One of the most unforgiving games ever. Exactly. I I thought you might say that. Yeah, it's. Mm. I, I don't think this game's difficult, per se. I, I wouldn't say I, difficult. No. I I don't think it's difficult. It's just not a game I. Like you just don't okay. want to waste energy on it. Um, like the the world is already a place I kind of find oppressive, but then like the gameplay, like I find like a lot of stealth games, you have to like find the specific path through the level that the designers intended, and if you don't take that path, it's just like trial and error over and over and over again until you find that path. I don't necessarily find that interesting. I'm just like well, I, I. That's an interesting point, but I. I would counter to that that I think I get what you're saying in in a general like stealth based game, but I think what this game does pretty differently is it allows you multi multiple paths to to pass like an encounter. You know this the main mechanic of like distracting the view of like the patrol NPC with like a brick or a bottle, and the fact that you have like you can you can use your ammo. And it's something you have to think about because there's limited ammo and there's kind of this whole looting concept to to engage people quickly, or you can like stealthily take them out. I mean, it just feels like there's a lot of different avenues that you don't have to necessarily find like the one path forward. That's that that was what made Last of Us so so engaging and innovative when it came out because Naughty Dog was coming from the more linear Gears of War Uncharted like pop behind cover and just pop out and shoot until the enemies are done. Last of Us started was the first game to introduce these really open areas where you could approach the enemy encounters from so many different angles. There was no like one way around it. There's it felt like a multiplayer map where no one place is safe. There's openings and escapes everywhere. You can be flanked at any time and the enemy AI really really invested in that and it made the encounters for me a lot of fun because you never knew what was going to happen and the patterns they would react and if you were taking people down in stealth but someone found a body then they're all on alert then it felt like a batman game i don't know there was uh, i i love i play my games if i can in stealth so i try and take down everyone without them knowing and oh it's so fucking sad oh am i allowed to i don't know what you're Oh, oh yeah, yeah, fuck, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Okay. Fuck it hard. Okay, yeah, we fuck, okay. we fuck here. <laughs> we fuck here. It was so fucking satisfying <laughs> when you can take down an entire group because the game does a really cool thing. It's it's the little small touches that really elevate it for me, but like when you clear an encounter, you're if you're with someone, you'll talk to each other and be like, "All right, I think that was the last of them." And that yeah. way you know it's time to like just breathe. Like the, the tension yeah. is yeah, down yeah. for a second. It was yeah. the last of them. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but that's a good point because tension is high. Like these, anything can kill you pretty damn quickly, and you can find yourself out of ammo, like just with your fists, you know, as your last resort. 
So until you hear that breathing sigh of relief from the main character or the characters kind of dialoguing, there is a lot of tension. And I get that not everyone likes that tension, but I would suggest then putting it on easy mode and don't have to worry. I, I literally, you can't die in easy mode. Like you, I just no, walked you, around. You, you, you just punch people, you shoot them, whatever, and you get to just enjoy the story. When I beat yeah. it the first time, I played it on a uh, normal because, yeah. and then the second time I played it on the grounded mode, which is their hyper realistic one. You don't, oh. you can't, you can, you don't get this the 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 sound vision. But the game has such good audio direction anyway that if you just Whoa. listen, you can still tell where everyone is. Ah, I don't know, man. It's yeah, that's good. It, even 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 yeah, that's the one thing. Like even for whatever this was, 2014, I guess. The well, holy shit, like the audio design and some of the visuals. 2013 were like amazing, especially like there's a lot of like custom animations for like if you like. Uh, if you like crouch up against the wall, like your characters will like naturally brace themselves on the wall. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the the animations were very impressive. Well, speaking uh, of animations, he was he brought Leo brought up uh, uh, the melee combat, and it's much more expanded in the sequel. So be excited! But in the first one, they had so much contextual combat. Yeah, if you were next to a wall or a table or or some form of geometry your takedowns would incorporate them in these really dynamic ways. It just made things That's cool. way cooler than, uh, especially if you had a weapon in your hand. Oh, yeah, man. there's a little bit of that in one for sure, but that that's cool that they expanded upon that. Very impressive. So, but you, uh, do, you do have a point there, though, James, that the world is upsetting. Yeah. And I think that's mostly why I wanted you to play this game. It's really not because I think you're going to, be wowed by the game mechanics it's mostly because i wanted you to i wanted to share the experience of this story with you yeah yeah, yeah. you know and it's it's even from the very beginning like what were just your thoughts from the Ooh, intro that, right that intro um, my wife is intro. not a gamer she watches the intro and she gets yeah. like emotional watching it i think the intro is very smart okay so here's here's my as far as like sharing the story with me uh, to prepare for this podcast, partially, I just went ahead and watched a whole spoiler video. So I'm familiar with the story of the first game. Um, yeah, I think that intro is really smart because early on it gets you to empathize with um, Joel, which uh, is important for later things because you're, yeah. you're, 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 you're kind of already, you know, very sympathetic towards Joel. Um, yeah, that, that intro is... <sighs> yeah, that intro is already, like... I don't know, it's so tense and, like, so... I don't know, it's kind of, like... Yeah, it's very tense, very good. That, if I may, that intro did two things so well that I I, it, I use it as an example. If I want to show my non-gaming friends or family, like, what games can do in terms of storytelling, right. I, show, I pull up that intro clip. Because mm -hmm. in the 15 minutes that you do an intro... It does the best job of this world building without exposition. And then after the intro is done, it does my favorite cliche, which is all of the news chatter and the radio chatter that shows you the progression over a long period of time. Yeah. And uh, those two things combined it's set cinematic. the stage. So exactly. That's yes. Naughty yeah. Dog yeah. Uh, nailed that aspect of it. And I know we could probably just go watch like, if someone just go went and made like the Last of Us movie, I think it would just be 
it, it's a little cliche. Like um, it's been done before, but the fact that you're interacting and it's an interactive sort of almost cinema-like experience is what makes it so good. Well, the director of Chernobyl is making an HBO Last of Us series, so. Oh, okay. I'll have to see how that goes. That makes sense. I'd, I mean, I'd watch it. We don't know if it's gonna. We don't know if it's gonna be like the actual story of the game, or if it's gonna be more like The Witcher and just sure. be a story in Within that universe. That universe, yeah. No, yeah. no. Either way, I'm sold. So, James, you mentioned how you it sells you on the on Joel, the main character. Just that opening sequence kind of lets the viewer sort of begin to empathize with him yeah um and i know you mentioned the characters before so I, i'm guessing you do like the way that they um developed or developed the characters in this game yeah so i guess i'm curious about your opinion on that but i will say i'm a sucker for the dynamic between like the gruff kind of cowboy doesn't give a shit kind of character with like the sassy punky usually like a you know adolescent or something who's like somehow forced to like journey with the older mm-hmm, mm-hmm. guy who doesn't want change you know like i, I yeah. like that that dynamic a lot yeah. like I, i'm a big sucker for that yeah, yeah. Hmm. i i i uh i did have a problem a little bit with just in the parts that i played with both i can't remember um uh joel's daughter's name and um and ellie uh, because they, they don't feel like they're teenagers. They feel, they don't talk like they're teenagers. They talk like they've been written by like screenwriters because they're very punchy, like very. I'm yeah. like, eh, very right? quick, yeah. yeah, almost adult dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah, kids yeah. are like that though, and I feel like um, so Ellie was definitely to me is basically Ellen Page, like the actress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, and I feel like as an as a person, she's like that. So I feel like they purposefully were just trying to put Ellen Page in the game. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, James, I remember, haven't you seen yeah. any CW show? That's how teens talk. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> right. I guess. Do we do we want to stop tiptoeing around uh, the story elements and actually start spoiling the game? Maybe. Yeah. I mean. Okay. So, so the, the one the one thing I always have to have a waiver from is Justin, who is our. Yeah, we're going to spoil uh, this whole thing for you, Justin. <laughs> He's just like, whatever. And mute. No, that's no, fine. <laughs> at the very least, Justin might want to just start, like, doing what James did, just, like, uh, get a recap of the story so you know what you're getting into. Yeah. So I guess I can start it off, um, at, because I've at least played the beginning of the game. At the beginning of the game, um, you play as uh, Joel's daughter, um, and you kind of explore the house and you start realizing something's not right uh, because you get like a, 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 there's a call on the phone and there's like an answer or it goes, there's like a message and the message is like, Oh, you got to pick up your phone right now. It's an emergency, whatever. And she's like, Oh, why is my uncle freaking out? So she's like, Oh, I got to find my dad. And she's like going through the house and she's like, Oh, where's my dad? And there's like, you know, uh, in uh, on the TV, there's like a news report of like, Oh, several people are infected with whatever in the hospital, like whatever. So, like, you start getting, like, oh, okay. Uh, so then, like, you find you find your dad, and he's like, oh, my God, the neighbors have gone crazy. And, like, one of the neighbors, like, busts through the window, and uh, Joel's forced to shoot the neighbor. So, like, obviously... Uh, after, after having to find his ammo and load his revolver, like, one uh, round at a time, which is why, yeah. if you're going to lock up your gun, lock it loaded, man. You got to be ready right. to go. All right. Um... <laughs> 
so yeah, it, uh, it's the story. You know, it's it's kind of the setup for the the premise of the game, which is because um, uh, then after that, it, it well, there's a whole sequence where they they try to escape from all these zombies. Uh, what are they called? Are they runners, walkers, infected? Yeah. I guess they they don't really part. give them a name. They're the yeah, the infected. It's all infected. based off the cordyceps fungus. Yeah. But in this world, it mutated to infect humans. Right. Um, so, yeah, they're trying to escape from the infected. Uh, they get chased through, I think, where do you start? In Boston, I think? Yep. I can't remember where you start. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, well, the game starts oh, right. cuts to Boston, Boston 20, 20, years 20 years later. He's years in later. Texas. Texas. Yeah. Texas. So yeah. you're, you're trying to escape the city. Um, and then, uh, whatever, the infected are chasing you. You're running away. You finally get, and, you know, there's a... a, a I don't know if it's a police officer or like somebody with the army. Anyway, military. He's like heavily armed, and uh, he shoots one of the infected, and then he like radios for help, and he's like, "Hey, what do, what do I do?" And then you can tell from the response on the radio that the response is to kill everyone. Uh, so he aims his weapon and he starts shooting, and then somebody off screen, I think it's the uncle, shoots the the military guy, but it's too late. Uh, Joel's daughter has already been killed, and that's the oh, intro God. to the game. And then you fast forward 20 years later, and like Joel is, you know, this very like hardened, gruff, you know, uh, I, he's kind of like a, a mercenary or a, not a mercenary, but he's like smuggler. smuggling, smuggler. smuggler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's that's about uh, okay. So then basically, like one of you 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 pick up as Joel, and like one of your first jobs as a smuggler is to smuggle this girl out of the city of Boston, but you don't know why yet. And the girl is Ellie, who is the other main character in the story. And at this point, I'll hand my story explanation over to somebody who's finished this game. <laughs> at that point? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Um, I mean, basically, I started who, escaping who, with Ellie and, you know, whatever. Who takes over from there? Go ahead, Matt. Okay, yeah, yeah, that would so... Be so, so James left out a, unfortunately a big plot point that that comes into play a lot is that you're smuggling this girl out for a group called the Fireflies, yeah, who are basically the resistance against the government factions that still remain, and you are to bring Ellie, trade it off to another Firefly group, uh, further down into the city. That's all you know. That's all you're being paid to do. You go out with your smuggler friend Tess, who has a history with the Fireflies. And that is the premise. You are trying to br drop this girl off to a Firefly uh, drop zone, and, and then you're done. Uh, but as we know, it's a video game, and things do not always go that way. So you go, and very quickly on, you realize that uh, Ellie ha is infected, but she is not turning. She is immune. And now it's all starting to come together Why you're trying to smuggle her out. Uh, the fireflies have uh, are saying that they can make a cure for the virus. You just need to get her to them, and so you do. You through a series of mishaps, you make it to the drop-off point, only to find all the fireflies are dead. Uh, Tess has been bitten; she's about to turn. the The military is after you, and you so you escape with Ellie. And you start making your journey all the way to Colorado because that's where the hospital is, where the Firefly base is. And that ends up being the premise of the rest of the game. Get Ellie to Colorado so that they can make a vaccine and a cure for this deadly virus. I'd like to point out that 
that that journey through all of I mean it's a pretty big yeah. map to to go across just mm-hmm. in today's standards but it the like the design of these cities that were almost like ruins you know like buildings halfway fallen and like you the way they thought of traversing the map through a post-apocalyptic city that has already had plants grow inside like over the cement and stuff like it was really Ah. cool they did a really good job of traversing those ancient buildings of a more contemporary age i guess yeah this is this is definitely a uh uh reclaimed by nature world yeah um and so it's like because you'll you'll have to you'll have to like cut uh, the ground will have been destroyed and so in order to get across the street you'd have to cross through an infected building or go into the subway or there's all kinds of and then of course infected aren't the only problem because as we know from any post-apocalyptic world it's man that is the real monster yeah and find uh encountering other factions and groups and i mean our how spoiler spoilery are we getting oh 100 percent. i go all the way here I mean, yeah, okay. this game's ten years we old. We fuck right, so. and we spoil. Okay. <laughs> we fucking Fair. spoil. That's Why is that not it. your tagline? Okay. <laughs> the good game podcast. We, we fuck and spoil. And we spoil. Yeah. But okay, so I mean, as you go, the what what. One of the best things about this game and why it's so endearing to people and why Joel and Ellie have risen to become premier video game characters oh, yeah. alongside. Yeah, like, I mean, they're, they're, they're put up there in the upper levels of just, like, video game characters as a whole. Right. And part of it is because, so the game starts, they don't know each other. Joel does not want to be taking care of this kid. He doesn't even know he, why he's smuggling her. And the right? kid doesn't yeah. want to be taken care of. Oh, exactly. yeah. Exactly. And the like, kid... Yeah. The, and you find out in the DLC why she's so fiercely independent and resentful, but that's not the point of this game. But and and through the journey, you, the bond forms, and it's seeing that bond happen. And it's one of those things that doesn't always happen in cutscenes because games like this, it's all the just passive dialogue that happens as you're traversing and going through the game, and you see the bond grow. And that by the end of the game, you're so attached to these two characters that what happens just just guts you mm-hmm. there yeah, before we, we get just fast forward to the end of the game before we get to the, end of the game just a note on that bond forming i think also it has to do with not only the dialogue and that passively happens but as a player i was so already when joel meets ellie i was already like a, a joel fan right and then this ellie girl comes in i remember my first playthrough and i was like ah oh, man that is going to be super annoying like why why are we taking this stupid chick <laughs> i slowly built that bond and they do it for the gamer by slow like they put you in these like um situations that they wouldn't have survived without ellie being a total badass and you start to gain a respect for her too so like as a player they make you get through certain experiences together that make you go a gain experience for, for both equally, I think. Yeah, there there's one big moment in the game where Ellie kills her first human because Joel never lets her have a gun because he doesn't trust her with the gun. And there's a point where she has to save him and she kills her first human. And the next like hour of the game is her Joel trying to help her through the trauma of having taken someone's life. And the game just hits on those moments really well. Yeah. And if we're going straight into the uh, spoilers, at at one point, Joel, the game swerves you, and Joel is taken out of commission through a, a near fatal experience, and the game shifts over to Ellie, 
and it shifts to winter. We get a time skip, and we find that Ellie's been taking care of and trying to heal Joel the whole time. She comes across a uh, entire uh, town of fucking cannibals, and what she does to the leader is so satisfying and traumatic. And then the uh, I don't know about you, Leah, but one of my favorite parts of the game is when Joel wakes up after finally getting the medicine and like recovering, mm-hmm. and he's searching for Ellie. And when he tortures the information out of those two guys, yeah, you can tell he's real serious. He, you, at that point, he is uh, fully protective of Ellie. And there's a moment right. where he finally tortured, like it was a Jack Bauer twenty four moment. He gets the information <laughs> out of him, and the guy's like, "You're gonna let me go, right?" He goes like. That was never the deal. Yeah. And just murders this dude in cold blood for daring right. try and hurt his girl. Now and... that point that moment is is crucial because at this point we've established that like there is like a love bond. Like he loves this little girl as if it was his, the daughter that he lost in the very beginning, which is crucial to why he does what he does at the very end of the game. Yep. Oof. Which is, and this is the big reveal, you get her to the fireflies and there is in fact a cure that can be made the caveat is they need to uh examine her brain because whatever genetic thing that's making her immune is in the brain and so the operation will kill her a vaccine will be made but ellie will die and marlene the leader of the fireflies big mistake was telling joel that mm-hmm. because joel was <laughs> joel was not feeling it and yeah. uh, so Joel uh, uh, ramboed his way through the hospital, killed everyone there, took Ellie and ran. Now let's pause there. Marlene. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. But let's pause there. So I don't know what you guys think. There's like, I forget what the name of that is. Um, you might know this, Matt. There's like that classic dilemma that's put out a lot in like... Sophie's um, psycho- Yes, where you have to choose between the good for the many versus the good for like... I guess use an individual or like what is your guys' opinions there? Do you do you is it the right thing to sacrifice this one person to potentially save I don't know millions of people or or not? Yes, because it's I mean I, the way I watched the story recap, it wasn't explicitly Ellie's choice to sacrifice herself for the cure, but that's why she was going there and you you're and even after she wakes up, she's <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Matt. She never knew. That's the yeah, key. I think that's the she, problem. She was never told that yeah. she would die. She yeah. was never given a choice. And by yeah. the time Joel took her out, she was still under anesthesia the whole time. So Joel, the game ends with him lying to her, saying, yeah. "Oh, the cure. You know, their tests were a failure. There is no cure. Oh, I just took you because they had other people that were immune and they didn't need you." So she, he lied to her. And and you can see it on her face that she doesn't quite she believe kinda, him. She kind of knows. But uh, she she was never told the choice herself, and she was never awake for anything that went down in that hospital. She was under anesthesia the whole time. And that's important because if she was if she was awake and literally told Joel, "Hey, listen, um, I'm just gonna say this is my time. I, I love this journey. I love you, but I'm gonna sacrifice myself for for <laughs> like this after cause." He did all that. <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like he would he wouldn't be able to, you know, he'd be like sad, but it's her choice, you know. Exactly. But the fact that they kind of just snuck it up up on both of them, it kind of made me just root for Joel. 
And I was like, yeah, Joel, go save her. That was bullshit. You know, I can't believe they did that without... But then he started, like, just straight up killing bitches. And I was yeah. like, hold yeah, on a like, second. Like, Joel, chill, dude. Yeah. Like, come <laughs> on. The fact that they don't give Ellie a choice is brilliant. That, yeah. That's the key well, thing. It's like he said, is that if... if Ellie was given the choice, then it takes away the the righteousness of or the right. justification for your action. If Ellie was like, "No, I agree, sacrifice my life to save everyone else," but that's not what happens. So it becomes, yes, logically, you know in your head that it's the right thing to do, but emotionally, that's your daughter in your yeah. mind. Like, yeah, like yeah, how yeah. can you willingly sacrifice your daughter? You can't, and so he doesn't. I think. I think the amount of murder, I mean, I was just watching like a highlight clip, but the amount of murder that Joel has to pull off in order to get Ellie out of that hospital. It's pretty, pretty significant. It's pretty fucking rep- reprehensible. Like, I don't, it's, it's the only nuts. way you justify that is, you're right, the, the, um, the emotional attachment that Joel has placed on Ellie, especially in light of the loss of his daughter. Like, yeah. I think that's the only way you can justify the amount of I mean, murder that. They, they, but the thing is, is like this, this. One of the reasons this game is so good is because these are ho- horribly flawed, realistic right. humans. Right. Yep. Real humans don't make logical choices; they make right. emotional choices, and they'll justify it after. And We're that's what Vulcans, Joel does. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but, and and it's 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 further explored in part two, but I won't get in that. But every one of these characters is nuanced and flawed, and that is why so many people resonate with them because yeah. a, a a super goody two shoes like knight in shining armor, I always do the right thing. Person does not exist in this world. They no. would have died long ago. Yeah, right. and that's that's the the nature of a post apocalyptic world is you kind of have to harden a little bit. Um, and that, that everyone's perfect. And I mean, that combined with the gruesome real, real, not, I wouldn't say realism, but it, it definitely like does not shy from just the, the real the reality of a post-apocalyptic world and just how yeah. vicious people can be. Yeah. The, the violence, the, game fun. the violence is very like, Oh yeah. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's very it's grounded. It's very not, grounded. Uh, very uh very visceral very yes. real that's the other thing i find kind of hard to play about this game it's just like all of the murder is just like jesus christ <laughs> like, too much look it like, I play, it's hard m rating okay i play like a lot of like i don't know to juxtapose this with something like mortal Kombat, but like like in mortal Kombat, the thing that makes that fine for me at least is it's so stylized and ridiculous Silly. yeah right it's just absurdly comical how violent that game is this like game, this is it's very very, serious. very grounded very real yeah it's it like oh Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but I th- yeah. but I think it's 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 balanced by the fact that the game never glorifies it it never rewards you it never like right you never right. get right. like right. yay I yeah. did violence. Exactly. Exactly, and that's Some that's the other play. thing that makes it hard to play because, like, in something like, um, uh, uh, I don't know, in something like Half Life, like sh- shooting the dudes in Half Life feels really fucking good. Like shooting people, you don't really get that. You're right, you don't really get the yeah out of killing somebody. In Except this game. for the cannibal leader. You yeah, know, well, okay. that's you that's the a... bad guy you, everyone wants to kill. Yeah, 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 yeah. but yeah. uh. The other thing is, I, I we we've glossed over 
the infected like the humans steal the show but i really enjoyed the the enemy design there's three three types of enemies in the game based on the uh, length of exposure to the virus and so it the gameplay when you're facing humans versus facing the infected completely swaps the game because you have runners who are the newly infected and they'll just if they see you they'll charge at you swinging blindly a clicker uses echolocation and can't see you but if you make too much noise they will attack you and one shot kill you and it makes for some tense scenarios and then you have the final one the bloater which is this giant gas filled like pustule thing that can throw pieces of himself that explode in acidic spores and they're like the boss battles of sorts but between them and the enemies uh i i really like the combat design and enemy design of this game yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of rock, paper, scissors sort of experience in some moments where it's like, I want to uh, walk up to this blind one, but then the one that can see and chase me will come at me. And and that sound uh, will alert the blind one, and then yeah. I'm dead. Yeah. Yeah, even in the parts that I was playing, like the em- enemy design and like your inventory management is like very survival horror. Like, yes. Um, the inventory stuff is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Crafting I, I was everything. All- I was already, oh, I didn't even get to the crafting, but I was already like, you know, let me punch as many dudes as possible to save bullets. I mean, you yeah. can craft uh, health kits, uh, trip shivs. mines, like uh, Molotov cocktail shivs. Uh, you can craft blades onto your pickup weapons to uh, bolster their durability. It's actually the only game I enjoy weapon durability in because yeah. unlike, unlike in, say, Breath well. of the Wild, this one makes sense. Like to me, if you're if you're taking like a rusted pipe off the ground, you're bashing people with it. It's gonna it's gonna break after a couple uses. It's not gonna be your forever weapon. If you take a plywood, and and uh, craft some nails to it, it's gonna hurt, but it's not gonna last. Mm-hmm. Even the crafting was kind of this whole like decision mind games because like some of the same ingredients for uh, med pack or whatever or the same ingredients for like a cocktail Molotov cocktail and so you you know you have to decide do I want to blow some bitches up or do I need to heal go into this next fight or um, yeah that's yeah cool. there, there's risk reward like that's you can't cool. just do everything in the game unless you're in easy mode then you just... unless you're in easy mode in which case yeah. you have too much you you can't pick up all the resources <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah cool. um, it's it's a pretty good game I would say Sounds good. All right, maybe I'll finish it on easy mode. I don't know. Just, just do it because even with all the stuff I've already said and with your story recap, there's still stuff we haven't even touched, and it, the 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 progression and everything, the little moment to moment interactions are what you would enjoy. Yeah, no, I do like I do like the story, and I really like, like you said, the uh, whatever, the very not black and white, but very gray characters. They're Look, very I get flawed. I... I get characters. though that you don't necessarily always want to go into a world like this. Like mm-hmm. I'm the same way with certain TV shows. Taryn is, you know, a tried and true emo kid. She loves to cry. She loves to feel. So <laughs> she'll put on the mopiest, saddest shit all the time and ask me why I don't want to watch it. And it's like yeah. I don't want yeah. to exactly. put myself yeah, through yeah. that. Yeah. So I, yeah. I do understand that. But yeah. like. For video games, I think it's pretty rare how seriously, like you said, this game takes itself and how grounded it is. I think, like, like comparing to something like Yakuza, where 
it has its serious moments, but then it has its super ridiculous, over the top wacky, whatever. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah, yeah. fun for. I get that, but I mean, it's rare to have a game that takes itself so seriously and does it relatively well. Even compared to their own franchise, Uncharted, which also has like violence, but it's more stylized, like blockbuster yeah. action movie Indiana Jones style violence, whereas yeah. this is very like HBO Max gritty like yeah, if the yeah, wire yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah you know yeah, i mean yeah. and then there's different times for that but i will tell you one thing playing through the last of us 2 right now is somehow less depressing than the real world that so, was the but, other thing <laughs> that was now, the other now's thing. the now's the best time to play it because i will say without spoiling just as a tease to get you hyped for part two if part one was about hope like at the end, like we are going to get a cure. So all this terrible stuff we're doing is justified. Mm-hmm. Part two is about rediscovering hope and allowing yourself to uh, to grieve and move on. And it's actually really well done. You There's a lot more love in part two in a lot of different ways, a lot of different types of love, uh, like platonic, romantic, just love of yourself, hope. And it, it, it so the game starts. It's like the inverse. The game starts okay. really dark, and then just that's all I'll say. Okay. Well, and from the little I have seen from whatever E three, you know, they had like a ten minute playthrough, or whatever. The gore and the and the violence and the visceral n- nature is also still there and even expanded yeah. upon. So I'm very excited. For a little part of me wants to bash heads in too. Oh. That's not me. Like I bash somebody's head in this game. I'm just like, oh, fuck, man. Oh man, I'm sorry, man. Oh man. Like, oh, drop it down to easy and use your guns. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, they they usually give you a reason to. Yeah, it's, it's that's true. It's that's warranted. True. That's true. Usually. That's true. Oh, and then one last thing to kind of that we I'll just touch on lightly: the multiplayer aspect of this game. Although simple in a lot of ways was some of the most fun console multiplayer I've ever played because they they followed that same theme of scavenging for items and crafting and put that into a shooter online. And it was like, what was, you know, worked really well, so well that uh, part two doesn't have multiplayer because they're going to release a standalone oh, uh, okay. multiplayer experience that isn't going to require the base game. So. Nice. Uh, if, if I be, if I remember correctly, it's going to be free to play. I, but I bet it, you they're going to go with like a larger sort of like battle royale almost sort of experience because it's it's kind of along the same veins. It's just a little bit, dude. If you thought being your the two by four over the head of an NPC was rough, try doing it over another player who's like a thirteen year old kid and you know throwing yeah but that feels great because all 13 year old kids on the internet are assholes so yeah yeah you heard it here first everyone james approves of murdering 13 year old children (laughs) yep yeah all right um good all right uh if you think that uh we should not endorse uh murdering 13 year old children's email us at good games (laughs) podcast at gmail.com and um you can also donate to our patreon if uh if you donate maybe we won't murder 13 year old kids on the internet can't promise uh, no, no. Gu- no guarantees though yeah uh good games cast at 
Patreon. That's not a thing. I always Patreon, say at Patreon, but Patreon.com slash good cast. For love of God, cast. people. It's yeah. all right. It's it's right there. They can see it. Oh yeah, it'll be so, yeah, it'll be in the show notes. Oh, it's in the all right. It's in the I, thing. Yeah. I was gonna say I never put it in the show notes. So. No, it's in the it's in the layout. Don't worry, they can see it. I, <laughs> okay, good. Okay, just to say, I'm technically I'm using it to cover up the Skype buttons. So oh, nice. oh, nice. Okay, the, fuck you, Skype. Way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we fuck and we spoil and fuck you, Skype. Yeah. There you go. I'm gonna fucking trademark. spoil Skype. <laughs> All right, uh, our back half of the show, we're going to be debating the top five best video game franchises of all time. Um, this so, is going to be This is going to be madness. Especially... Let me start with one we can all agree on. Yeah. Pokemon. Ooh, hmm. not in my top five. Okay, well, already off to a bad start. <laughs> you know what? I can, I can get behind adding Pokemon to it. I mean... We're talking about the... Okay, it depends on how you look at it. Like, is it one of the, my most played franchises? Well, probably. But regardless, whether it was or it wasn't, I mean, success-wise, like... Yeah, oh, un- undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. Huge, huge, like... Yeah. One of the biggest... I think it's, like, the biggest media franchise, like, ever. It has to be. I mean, it has yeah. to be. There's no way it's not. It's, it's, yeah. It definitely is up there. Right, that, uh, was, that was my quick one. I don't know. But as, as far as like video games go, like, meh, like I mean, the first two generations are selling. Cool. Oh yeah, that's true. That's I mean, also, it's it's. I, I know, understand it, it, that it, it is a lot of things now yeah. aside from a video it's, game, but it's it, evolved past video games at this point to where with yeah. the show yeah. it's like just store merch. It's on everything. It's branding. It's yeah. yeah. It's, but at its core, to me, it's still just you know Pokemon Red and Blue, right? Like it's a game. I was gonna say the first two generations, pretty good games. Mm. I would say I would roughly say the first like four generations were fine. Mm. Mm. But... All right, let me uh, let me stay in the Nintendo wheelhouse here, and let me throw out one I know Justin's gonna agree with: The Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Come on, yeah, come yeah, on, that's on my on. list as well. That's gotta be on there. Mm. Gotta be on there. Matt's not a Zelda fan. I would fan, say the only thing. Oh really? no, I I love Zelda. Uh huh. Just not recently. Well. You don't, you're not a... Oh, we haven't talked is, about this. You're not a Breath, Breath of the, of the Wild, Wild guy? Oh, I got you're that impression of... when he talked about the crafting. And... Breath of the oh, Wild is uh, is a game with good ideas. And I uh-huh. really hope they expand on those good ideas in the sequel. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it is... Uh, I will never understand the, the outpouring of greatest game of all time shenanigans. Mm-hmm. No, sir. Not oh. on my watch. Well, I wouldn't we're not, say Grace. Never having Matt back. That's, <laughs> goodbye. Matt, and you're Bye, dead Matt. to Justin. Yep. No. <laughs> I mean, I could get into why, but we we were here to talk about top five franchises, right, 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 not okay, all okay, of okay. the justified yep, 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 yep. flaws of Breath <laughs> yes. of the Wild. Right, right, right. Well, yeah. but this but, is not I mean, just but, Breath of the Wild. This is all of them. All yeah, of yeah. Zelda. To that point, yeah, it's it's yeah. Zelda. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The it's got to be in there somewhere. Yeah, I feel like. And the thing I like about the franchise itself is that. Unlike other franchises, it does. They're they've been like just enough where they don't flood it too much. Like you know, like you don't get like ten million right. games or a game every. It's not year. every year. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. you get to that point. I feel like you always get to that point. Like God damn, I need another Zelda game, and then all of a sudden, <gasps> there it is, and it satisfies that like long term wait. Mm-hmm. Except for handheld versions. Right. 
The weird thing is I pr- I greatly prefer their handheld versions. 2D Zelda, to me, I'm a purist, will always yeah. be superior. Um, I mean, I was also a kid that had their mind blown by Ocarina of Time, but I, fa- I feel every 3D Zelda since Ocarina of Time has, has been lesser until Breath of the Wild kicked the quality back up a notch. Mm-hmm. Can anyone honestly tell me Skyward Sword's their favorite Zelda? No. <laughs> no. No, no, exactly. Skyward no Sword way. was a turning point, and full credit to Nintendo for realizing that yes. their their yes. hard reliance on that formula was growing stale, and yeah. that's why Breath of the Wild still gets credit from me because it tried new things and succeeded. And I think if they can merge the old with the new and find some hybrid, I think we're going to be enjoying Zelda games for another generation. Yeah, which just speaks volumes about that franchise. I, I will say the one thing Nintendo does well is they're not afraid to innovate on pre-existing IPs. Like, That's true. They will change now. up the formula. <laughs> to, to, a yeah. point, to a fault. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sometimes to a fault. It does not always work. Like and that they... also goes into their video game consoles. They yeah. refuse yeah. to yeah. just do what works. They're like, now nah, we're going to no. completely mix it up. They will go balls fault. deep on some new thing that everyone hates, but they'll, yeah. they'll, you know, they'll do it low. their way. All right. Uh, final Nintendo one, for me at least. Mario has to be yeah, come yeah, on Mario's Mario and 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 when I say Mario, I mean because like there's like almost sub franchises within Mario because you have like oh, you know Mario you have Kart. Mario Kart and Mario Party and Mario, Mario RPG games. Paper Mario all the sports. We gotta talk about, but it has to be Mario as a I'm, whole, like, right? Yeah, right. Well, I mean, you could either take the entire umbrella, or I just meant like the mainline platformer oh. Mario's. Yeah. Sure. I mean, to be fair, you said this is franchises, not mm-hmm. series. Yeah. So okay. this I is mean, Mario, but but even if it's just Mario as a whole, the answer is yes because yeah, obviously, yeah. right? E- yeah. Even if there's some missteps, like I think uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna further frustrate all of you fine people, but I don't know your feelings on Sunshine, aka the worst of the 3D Mario games, but. <sighs> Sorry, I can't my argue favorite. that. I can't I argue said that. It wasn't my favorite. I, I love that game, and I can't argue that it's the worst. Because, like, what else? <laughs> it's what else? Love, it's a love-hate relationship. But even the worst Mario game is still a great game. Right. And that's right, what right, matters. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, Mario yeah. Sunshine, uh, but it's still good. And like, one, I still like it. The one <laughs> edge I would give both Mario and Zelda over Pokemon on the list is that they have stayed. That franchise is very much still the video game franchise, even when you think of it as a whole. Right, and like, the quality in general. I mean, we discussed Zelda had a bit of yes. a dip, but like the quality in general has been very Rapport high. Trends. Whereas the Pokemon franchise, video game wise, the Pokemon yeah. franchise, unless you count Pokemon Go, uh, which I kind of do, but I mean, okay, yeah. all right, fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, I-, I will fight to the death for how good Pokemon games have been recently. Really? Yeah. Um. I, I mean, okay, I'm so we're talking about Sword and Shield yeah. specifically. I'm talking about Sword and Shield. I'm talking about Sun and Moon. I'm talking about Pokemon Go. I'm talking about, uh, I will acquiesce Black and White 2, completely unnecessary and forgettable. <laughs> right. But everything from the from the DS with Diamond and Pearl on has been great. I just, okay, I, I wasn't super duper impressed with Sword Shield. I just finished the DLC for a sword shield the dlc is just what that game should have been it's just all <laughs> this big open world and then like it, it's it's almost breath of the wildian like you have this b- big huge open world but there's like a couple points 
that you need to stop along Look, the way. Look, if every to, other like, franchise the... would just take a lesson from Zelda and make your game Breath, the Breath of the Breath Wild of the version, Wild. Yeah. you're good. Well, here's the thing, James, is uh, Nintendo, this is the first time they've ever done like full-blown DLC for a Pokemon game outside, instead of releasing a second version of the game, like Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, Black 2, right. White right. 2, right. Crystal, right. whatever. This yeah. DLC is the second version, which yeah. means this is the direction they're moving in. Which is good. I like that. I, I actually, like the DLC. Yeah. We will know tomorrow what the next Pokemon game is. There's a Nintendo Direct dedicated to the next mainline Pokemon game. So we will find out tomorrow what's next. It's got to be another Let's Go. Uh, It's got to be like another The hardcore rumors Let's Go Johto. The hardcore rumors Let's Go Johto. Generation 2 Let's Go, yeah. Yeah. Which I'm down. Let's Go was great. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I like... Yeah, okay. Anyway. uh, The problem is, do we want three of our five to be Nintendo franchise? It just feels so basic. Like I don't... uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just realized there was one more in my top five, and I know I'm the only one who's gonna stick up for it's Smash Bros. Fuck! Wait, are all five of my five? Hang on, I'm <laughs> fucking dumb. I forgot about Smash Bros. Uh, all five of my five are uh, Nintendo because I. Oh no 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 no! I didn't have Pokemon. That's right. Yeah, uh, Smash Brothers, obviously for me. Whatever. <laughs> the other one I have, and I'm probably the only one who's gonna have this: Donkey Kong Country. I fucking love. All the Donkey Kong Country games, fucking See, great. That's yeah. Donkey Kong sixty four was so bad. Well, that's why I'm saying Donkey Kong Country. But then, okay, but then again, now you're you're saying a specific series versus the we're yeah, saying the franchise. The franchise. The franchise is Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong has to include Donkey Konga, includes Donkey Kong sixty four, includes Diddy yeah. Kong Racing, which actually is a point. That was a good fever, one. That was a good one. Yeah. But the point is, it's been a lot of franchise. The, yeah, there's been a lot of not so goods in that franchise for me that I wouldn't necessarily put in my top five. All right, I'll I'll throw out Donkey Kong, but Smash, come on. Smash is cheating because it's all franchises. Yeah, yeah that's a say, tough one. It's it's tough because it's like, yeah, you got you just have a mix of them all. Like what? But I mean, in, all right, in I'm of the, itself, I'm the only one nominating franchises here. What else did you guys have? Well, I nominated Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard anything from Justin or Matt. I know Justin would well, have had yeah, Zelda. I would have had Zelda. That was would would have been one. Um, my this this was a little tough because it's like I, I kept trying like it, I, mixing it around. Um, I was trying to think of ones that I personally really enjoyed. I didn't know you never told me this was a group thing. You just said, "Hey, Matt, think of your top five favorite franchises." Yeah, I mean, that's basically yeah. it. We're just yeah. throwing in our yeah. favorites, and, and then we all have to make each other agree on what the top five are. The tough one. Now, is I've, I've got stuff. one more non-Nintendo one. Resident Evil. Uh, it wasn't Resident Evil. I'm just trying to guess yours. I don't know. <laughs> Mine's the other one for me is pretty obvious. Final if you, Fantasy. If, there you go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that would be on my list. See, that no, I, I was that. going to put it on my list because Final yep. Fantasy VI is the greatest of all time, followed by Tactics 9 and 7 Remake. But uh, the problem with Final Fantasy is, you, again, we, if you look at it as a franchise, yeah, yeah. There's, there's so many missteps. There's just some bad, some good, and then it goes right back some, to bad. There's a lot of wishy-washiness. But We're the it up now. Yeah. But. Oh no. The 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 re- this generation was very kind to of Final Fantasy. Uh, mm-hmm. And next gen looks real good too. Final Fantasy 16. Uh, but I guess my list, a lot of my list is basically based on not just 
personal favorites, although obviously Final Fantasy is in that, but also like success and importance for like society and culture. And Final Fantasy is something that, dude, (laughs) Final Fantasy is like, come on, everyone has played Final Fantasy. I I would have no problem with Final Fantasy. I just didn't put it on my list because I thought we were raking it as a franchise as a whole. No, I mean, yeah. you're right. You're right. I, I do think as a whole, there's that a lot franchise, of stinkers in there. There's a lot of stinkers. And it doesn't probably, it doesn't match up, I would say, to like the likes Mario of Mario uh, or Zelda. Mario all right. What are, what are all your favorite uh, Final Fantasies? Well, we know James is seven. Well, so I don't need to say anything, right? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Mine's nine. What is Jesus? Yeah. Mine's good eight. Nine, nine's good in choice. my top three. Yeah. Nine's in my top three as well. Tactus is, is uh, in my. Oh. Oh, top, good choice. Hey, those are my, five, my three. Sure. Six, Tactics, Nine. I've got my favorite Final Fantasy, really, uh, is Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, which uh, not everyone likes. But, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to shut down my camera. <laughs> was that, eight, was that uh, eight first, one? Then, eight first, then Mystic Quest. That's, Leo that's likes my... eight and Mystic Quest. And then nine. Well, to be fair, eight is a great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, What? <laughs> That's, Look, that... I recently replayed eight. Oh, I did too. The <laughs> and it, I think I think it's way better than people give it credit for. I think I totally it agree. Is, it is I a much. It's... it's a very I maligned game. Yeah. I it's think so for me the, the the worst Final Fantasy game for me is five. Fuck Just... you! What? <laughs> no, 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 because the gameplay in five is great. The job oh, system is amazing. Yeah, the yeah, story yeah. is terrible. terrible. The story uh, of five is so weak comparatively, especially yeah. in, that, in that generation of being sandwiched between four and six, and then yeah. like it's if five, yeah. if, five if five did not have the job system, you would not even breathe. It would be like two and three. The games right. people acknowledge exist, but refuse to actually like. No one cares about them. You're right, but I love that game on the strength of the job system. Yeah. A it job a system that, but see, for me, Tactics took that job system and improved it to oh, the nth degree. Tactics no is so doubt. good. No fucking doubt. Tactics is way better than five, but I will stick up for five. Mm. That's fair. Hey, five is the only Final Fantasy game with its own charity. What? Have you ever heard of the four job fiesta? Uh-uh. People, uh, once a year, people play Final Fantasy V for charity. They use a randomizer to select what four classes they have to use, and then they That's cannot cool. change those jobs for the rest <laughs> of the game. And they they play through the game as fast as they can for charity. Oh, nice. That's awesome. So I will give five credit. It's just especially compared sandwich between four and six for the Super Nintendo era. Five five didn't do anything for me. It didn't help that it wasn't released in America. Right. Until way later. Well, that's the reason it's so under the radar is because nobody fucking played it until 2000-whatever, at which point, who wants to go back and play an old Super Nintendo game? Other oh, than it, makes you, it makes you wonder, right? Because, like, right, why, yeah. didn't, why didn't this game make it over here? You know. Hey, James, if you're such a Final Fantasy VII fan, why don't you play Seven Remake again on hard mode? Because I'm waiting for the PC version. <laughs> Uh, only, uh, only. Let's see. Um, nine months to go, buddy. I know. Nine I months, know. two weeks. Uh, I know. All right. So, what are, are there any other franchises we need to nominate here, or do we need to uh, come what up? With what do order? we have so far? We're, we're we got, so far. It's there. Final Fantasy and four Nintendo ones. <laughs> yeah. I, well, 
Final Fantasy, Mario, Zelda. Hey, can uh, we just? I mean, Nintendo Nintendo's has their shit together. Yeah, yeah, they're great at franchises, man. Like that's their thing. They're terrible at online play, and right. they're great at franchises. That's why Smash is a success. So we have, I think, for sure, we have Final Fantasy, Mario, Zelda. Now the other ones we talked about were, uh, I think, Smash, Pokemon, and uh, Donkey Kong Country. Well, I guess Donkey Kong. That's By right. the rules of Matt, I have to say Donkey Kong, and not I can't make it specific. Uh, are, are there rules. any? I made it. I I agreed with. Them. I would agree to those rules. All right, all right, all right, all right. Are there anything that is that's going to beat out those three? Any non Nintendo fr- or any franchises at all that are going to beat out? The, the funny thing I was, mean, I I wanted to mention one only because I'm surprised it survived this long and still is surviving strong, and I wanted to say the Sonic franchise. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, like, it's. Even though, like, there's been some shit moments, every now and again you get, like, a decent game from them, but it's, like... Every now and again you get Sonic Mania. Shit, shit moments, 20-year gaps between good games. <laughs> <laughs> but Great it's, franchise. like, still alive, like, blows my mind. Right. Yeah, well, because keep it appealed to kids. Game. Yeah. Kids, kids, I mean, Sonic games were terrible for so long, but kids loved them because they were so f- kid-friendly. Yeah. But was Sonic Mania kids. was real good. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I mean, love Sonic Mania. Look, I have a couple hey, that Sonic I know will make the, the list, but I, I still want to throw them out there because I think they're super yeah. important. Yeah, uh, the yeah. first is Mega Man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one, one, the, the, one of the longest running non-Nintendo yeah. franchises and also one that's that kept its quality among all of its like branches for a long time. Yeah. Between Mega Man, Mega Man X, Mega Man... Uh, Battle Network, Mega Man ZX, Mega Man, like even this weird spin-offs like Mega Man Soccer is still fun. And then <laughs> the big comeback with Mega Man 11. Oh man, that game was great. So, Mega Man was on my list, and so was Uncharted. My pers- one of my I, personal I, favorite franchises. I mean, I knew yeah, yeah. Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Here it oh. comes. Wait for it. Wait for it. Yeah. There he wow, is. Wow, look at that. There he is. Look Ugh. at that. That's uh that looks Nathan heavy. Drake. It is. Yeah. There he is. He's very dusty. <sighs> He's been I actually, exploring. Your camera too. is so nice I can see the individual pieces of dust floating around. Yeah, yeah, I saw it too. Yeah, it's funny, I actually just played through that game the first and second of those games for the what first did you time. Think? Like what did you think? I mean, I thought it was you know, it was a fun game. It was fun. <laughs> And here's they're the thing for, for me is, uh, is is that game and Gears of War both came out around the same time and created basically an entire new genre of mm-hmm. of the of the th- third, third person, person cover based sh- shooter. Sure, except yeah. unlike Gears of War, this one was much more stylized, over the top action. It was it was the first time games felt like playing through a movie. It, that it, it is was true. Like, it, it was it, the first cinematic it captured, experience. Yeah, Naughty Dog with Uncharted captured the the feel of a big action blockbuster movie with the quips and nathan the nolan north is nathan drake uh goes down as one of my all-time favorite uh performances and then the way four ended and finished the storyline the epilogue of that all told like over a four game period five if you count the vita one no one does but if you uh like as a whole, the franchise just kept improving, and two is just a, a hallmark of games. I remember nothing came close to it in 2009. I distinctly remember that was a very contentious year for Bet Game of the Year, 
and Uncharted oh, 2 yeah. on a landslide. <laughs> Speaking I, of... Uh... <clears throat> Go ahead, James. I was going to say, I, I am well aware this is a very, very unpopular opinion. And I know I'm going to break Matt's heart. I could not fucking stand Uncharted 1 or 2. I It was... It was didn't like him. Hey. Should have played, played him on easy mode. I should have. <laughs> Maybe I should have. Not everyone has good taste, James. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look at your wife. Oh, oh, wife. burn, wife burn. Oh no, that that was a you burn. Yeah. Oh, oh, look at my, I got you. But well, it's both of us, really. You got both. No, because one one burns Jesse, which I would never do, because she's awesome. One oh. burns you, and it's funny to me. It makes me giggle. Okay, gotcha. Although I see uh, how out of context it sounds like I was saying you have yeah. bad taste because of your wife. Yeah, but no, right, I was implying she had bad taste because of you. I, I understood the implication. Uh, okay, wife. got it. My wife has bad taste because she's with me. Got it. All right. Yes. Got wow. It. Way over his head. Okay. <laughs> so, didn't, didn't think I need to break that one down. But I had to break it down. It's not funny when you have to break it down. That's, that's yeah. sad. One last one. I'll let me throw in one last one that's okay, less okay. controversial. And that is the Halo franchise. Ooh, um, okay. To me, the Halo world has expanded. The whole Halo universe is beyond the games a little bit, kind of like Pokemon. There's novels, there's a board game, or there's isn't there comics? Like I don't know, they're all over the place. And now it's kind of a resurgence too, because they're coming out with releases, re-releases of the older Halos, and yeah. new Halos are still coming out. And, yeah, so I threw Halo, that one in there too. Halo Infinite comes out this holiday as a launch title for the Xbox Series X. It's kind of the the staple game, you know, for Microsoft with their consoles. And uh, I threw that one out there just to have a non Nintendo one. I just thought of one rummaging through my shit over here. That um, it's another Nintendo one, but <laughs> but it's actually been very successful, surprisingly, and it, for good reason because they take their time. By the makers of Smash Brothers Kirby, the Kirby franchise. Oh, okay. Uh, feel Kirby. Kirby's like the potato chip of of games. <laughs> it's always enjoyable. They're well made, but you, it never really sticks with you. Like right. when you beat a yeah. Kirby game, you're like, yeah. "Well, that was cute." That was fun. except yeah. for Epic Yarn. Epic Yarn was so distinctive and adorable. It's a pretty unique one. Yeah. That that one remains in my head, but like I always enjoy it. I know the 3DS one was really good. The Switch one was pretty fun, but I couldn't tell you what they were called. So what the hell is our fifth game then? So we right, got... yeah, yeah, yeah. We we got we got to figure that. Well, we got three for sure. I think. What are oh, four and four. five? I have one more I want to nominate just to okay. get it out there. All right, yeah, yeah. and that's and, and this is like uh, this is just a personal one. Is uh, the Ratchet and Clank franchise? Oh, okay. The great nice. the. The best non-Nintendo mascot platformer yeah. ever made. I we love talked the about it a lot franchise. last episode. Oh, that's a shots fired at Sonic. No. Mm. Oh. I said what I said. But it, uh, and, and with the new one coming out, it's just fresh in my head. But the, the, it, the first trilogy was my, or the first four, Ratchet & Clank was my favorite new IP of that entire generation of the PS2, Xbox, GameCube. Of all the new IP created during that period... Ratchet and Clank was the absolute best, and then that quality just kept improving on the PS3. That was the reason I bought a PS3 was the new Ratchet and Clank game because Uncharted was an unknown factor at the time. And then PS4, all we got was a remake, but it was so good that it, they made a movie out of it, 
And now we're getting to part five. So Ratchet and Clank is if Pixar decided to make a video game, but with Nintendo's quality level. Mm. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I mean, uh, it almost made the top five of a very revered podcast called Good Games Podcast for right. top five silliest games. It was close. It was a close oh, contender. Were we top five about Ratchet games? and Clank? Yeah. The goofiest games? We were talking we were talking, well, we're talking about, about, about the goofiest games. Yeah, okay, I thought up. you said serious games. I was like, uh, no, 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 yeah, goofiest. No. Well, yeah, because the weapons are the opposite, absurd, the and the story is is always hilarious and fun. Yeah, I it was a, it was that. a close contender. We were definitely were talking about it and a little bit. I don't remember to what extent, but all right, we got to figure out what game four and five are here. All right, well, so I thought, f- I thought four was Final Fantasy. Yeah, I thought we had well, four. No, well, th- that's okay. So Mario, Zelda, Final Fantasy. What's four? Pokemon. 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 But Pokemon yeah, was before Pokemon. Pokemon. All right, what's five? Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? Are, are, are you no. a Metal Gear guy? Okay. I, I'm a Metal Gear 1 and 2 and 3 and parts of 4 guy, but 5 plummeted 5. Really? I enjoyed 5. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, I'm not a Metal Gear guy either. Uh, what's, uh, what's, what's, what's number 5? Well, there is one brand new franchise that has a perfect 100% success rate of quality. And that's Ori. Uh, I mean, so far, yeah, I guess. I mean, they're, they're two for two. <laughs> yeah. uh, no other franchise on this list can claim that 100% quality rate. Uh, well, you haven't played Shenmue 1 and 2. <laughs> but I have played Shenmue 3. <laughs> Let's not talk that's, about Shenmue 3. That's, I was going to say. <laughs> it's a sore subject. So Final Fantasy, Pokemon, Mario, Zelda. Yeah. So the options are what? Mega Man, Sonic. Mega Man, uh, Sonic, Halo. Halo. Madden, Uncharted. Super Madden, Smash Donkey, Brothers. Super Smash uh, Brothers and Donkey talk Kong. About, we're talking about ones with a tri- chance. <laughs> Ooh. Um, to me, it's probably between... Sonic and Halo. Okay, yeah, I'm fine yeah, with either of those. Because if you're thinking like the the ma- the mass of the franchise, like even I though think Sonic's H- not so great, it's still massive as a franchise. I was gonna say I think Halo would have the edge though, just in terms of like average quality. Yeah, quality wise, Halo would have the edge. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Zelda, Mario, Final Fantasy, Pokemon. And Halo, what order? We've got our five. What's the order? What's number Halo, five? Halo for me has got to be at the bottom. Halo's number five. five Halo. Number I, I'm four. fine with Halo at, the, at five. Number, number four. Number four. Can we add? Pokemon? See, I think the order you just said it. Halo, Pokemon, Final Fantasy, Zelda, Mario. <laughs> I'd be That's fine that. with that. That would be my... I, I would maybe flip flop Zelda and Mario, but I'm fine yeah, with that order. I too yeah. flip flop Zelda and Mario. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I so would. Right, Zelda, so Mario, Pokemon. No, Zelda, no, Mario. Final Fantasy, Pokemon. Final Halo. Fantasy, Pokemon, Halo. This is All the right. Worst top five I mean, I've ever done. That is the top five, though, for real. Like, I mean, if you take the main character characters or most prominent figures of each of those games and put them in a stage and try to knock each other off. That'd be a fun way uh, yeah. to and represent those. Look at that. All all of those <laughs> top five are all in Super Smash Brothers, another great <laughs> franchise. Yeah, Halo is in Super oh, Smash shit. Brothers. Oh, shit, fuck. I forgot about fucking Halo. God. Well, well, yeah, uh, no, I, I, 
Yeah, Master Chief got, was in Project uh, M. The second character pack, you never know. We've got five more, five more, four more, four more yeah, characters. Yeah, but I thought they said Battle Pass 2 is all first party. I don't think they confirmed that. We'll see. Anyway, we'll see. We will see. Uh, all right. Uh, let's go on and do endorsements. Uh, Battle, Pass, uh, Battle Pass character two is Ring Fit Trainer. Okay. Um, that would be interesting. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he, all right, it, it um, would work. I mean, but, yeah, I would. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to endorse real quick because uh, there's four of us and we're already running a little long. I got a quick triple endorsement movie, TV, game. Uh, movie, uh, I, I just saw um, The Death of Joseph Stalin. Very good. It is a uh, like British comedy in the style of like a... Uh, I don't know. It reminded me a lot of um, the movie Clue. Like, just I love it Clue. plays up it plays up how ridiculously absurd um, the dictatorship of Joseph Stalin was and just how absurd all of the people he had around him were. Very funny movie, uh, The Death of Joseph Stalin. A game I'm going to endorse. Uh, Nintendo, the studio that did the last Mario Party game, Super Mario Party, which uh, was very good and tragically did never received any support after that. No DLC, no yeah. anything. Uh, that's because that studio was working Close on... Yeah, I know. That game was so good. It deserved better. Uh, that's because that studio was working on uh, Clubhouse 51 Worldwide Classic Games. Uh, it's uh, really good. It's a very good collection of, like, 51 mini-games, but all of the mini-games are, like, um, classic worldwide board games, like the title suggests. Uh, specifically, uh, I'm going to endorse Shogi. Uh, this game introduced me to Shogi and taught me how to play Shogi, which is like a Japanese chess variant. Uh, Shogi is fucking great. I love Shogi. Um, TV, I'm going to endorse... Um, oh, I'm going to endorse... Uh, just uh, get on YouTube and just Google stand-up. Just stand-up. Just stand-up comedy. Stand -up comedy. Just I love stand-up comedy. Just watch some stand-up. Uh, totally. We've just been watching stand up with our meals lately. It's 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 good. There's a lot of good comedians out there. Stand up I, I, comedy. Stand up comedy is weird because like I I always wanted to be a stand up comedian as a kid, so I watched it like religiously. And mm -hmm. then like growing up in life, when you meet someone else who appreciates stand up as much as you do, it's like the best conversations ever. You just sit there and quote funny shit that you've heard. It's fun. It's so much fun. Uh, yeah, those are my endorsements. 51 Worldwide Classics, uh, stand-up comedy, and the death of Joseph Stalin. All right. Go, Justin. Me? Oh. Um... <laughs> the problem is... Okay, no, no, no. Here's my argument. Because, like, James, you, pr you pretty much covered things I would endorse. But, like, I've been... Being, pre being occupied in the house, um, like, you don't get to do much other than play video games and watch things um mm. i would say though i will endorse that if you haven't watched it and and it's I, I will endorse it because i've watched it before um and it's a great cartoon series and it's out and available now is the uh, last airbender series um i enjoyed that personally it's a very good cartoon series it's very silly it's you know it appeals to kids but it also appeals to, to adults it appeals with emotions and it's it's very different like especially at, for the time it came out 
a lot of like dumb silly cartoons were essentially around you had spongebob and all that kind of shit going on and it's kind like, of serious and, we, and like and we started going on that incline of like cartoons started getting less serious and more of like oh they got to be like flashy and silly like you know where like teen titans went to like teen titans go kind of thing that's like the weird transition it was going into that was like last airbender was like like the a peak show that was like just enough of like a cartoon to hit your child heart but just enough action and like adult to to hit like that you know that the adult feelings in you so that would be something i would um recommend I've never actually watched that series, but I've seen it has a bit of a cult following. A lot of fans. Yeah. It's I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah. That's my endorsement. I don't really have much of it. All right. Matt, you got anything? Um, why don't you go? I'll think. Go ahead. Did Levi. you already go? I'll go. Yeah. Um, I'm going to endorse two quick things. Number one is a show. I've only seen one episode. Is there a way to do like an endorsement? It's not like a full-on endorsement. It's like I want people to watch it and tell me if it's worth endorsing. <laughs> like I'm not sure if I like it. Yet. I mean, we've done like the the anti-endorsements where we did, it's a, we said it's a, we don't like. So, I mean, well, yeah. I'm not really not sure. I don't like it either. Yeah. It's I'm all right. I'm requesting more of a play along, like watch along, watch along with me, fans. Watch. <laughs> The Floor is Lava on Netflix. Um, if you like... What's that one show we love where they jump on shit and fall down and uh, they have the dub? MXC. MXC. So it's oh, like... Oh, I was... Through, okay. Right. It's a bit of MXC and a bit of um, escape rooms and a little bit of like reality TV shows. So you, the premise is you watch these random people and a bit of like Ninja Warrior-esque. You know, MXC is kind of the same. Um, so these... Random people uh, show up, and you kind of reality TV show like watch them go through this challenge, which is the whole floor is filled with like hot water that's like turned red, like like lava, and if they fall in, they you know they die. And there's all these obstacles that they have to get through to get to the end, um, and the obstacles are very much like MXC like they're like you have to jump and they'll fall and they'll... that's my favorite part but it doesn't happen often enough that I'm like mm, do I like this show or not I don't know fans you tell me the floor is lava on Netflix I want to know other people's opinions e- email us at good games pasta good games good cast games pasta. At... <laughs> good games pasta oh shit now we got to claim that email address email us at goodgamescast at gmail.com and tell Leo whether or not he should watch The Floor is Lava. And speaking of pasta and mentioning earlier that I didn't eat or something, the other thing I'll endorse is intermittent fasting, which is kind of a trendy new way that everyone has been eating for years. Um, I have some friends who's like, you know, hey, you know, here's what I do to lose weight. I just don't eat. Um, And doesn't sound healthy, but there's some sort of healthy way to do it called intermittent fasting where you only fast for a certain amount of time um, and then you eat. But in that shorter time period that you're eating, theoretically, you would eat less calories. Um, so it's really just calorie counting. But if you're looking to shed a few pounds for your summer bod that no one will see because you're stuck at home, intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. It's great. I've lost yeah, I've heard like, two pounds. Like I've heard the theory that like us eating three meals a day is not how humans should have been designed. Like that's not how we survived. Like it was literally like food 
you know, minimal. It's conditioning, right? Yeah. Yeah. I find it very, very natural for me. You know, I'm not a doctor, so I won't tell anyone works for them. Mm-hmm. But I never really like eating breakfast. I just never have been yeah. a breakfast eater. I, I stay up late. I wake up late, and I'm ready for lunch in an hour. Like, that's just how I do it. Um, so all I really have to do is just not eat a snack after, like, 8 p.m. And then when I want to eat normally the next day, I do. And then I just pick out on lunch, and it's great. Okay. What you got, Matt? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna endorse a TV show, one that all of you should already be watching. And shame on you if you don't, James. Look at you. The 2017 reboot of Ducktales. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. That's something I've been. I've watching, not seen actually, that, on but Plus. the original uh, Ducktales is great. This one takes it to a new level. If it's it's like what happens if Ducktales had a serialized storytelling lore like callbacks yeah. a plot like that wasn't just one shots but you have an overarching story plot uh oh my god season three so far is ha- is halfway done and the season two as a whole is incredible they're creating a disney expanded universe within the show bringing back all of your favorites uh ducktales now has included darkwing duck chip and dale the ducktales movie we know we're getting tailspin this season. Mm. Um, it's they're bringing in all the Disney afternoon people. The voice cast is unbelievable. The new additions to the mythos are great, like uh, Della Duck, the tw- the triplets mom. Mm-hmm. So you get to finally find out who Huey Dewey and Louie's mom was. The show is just it's very smartly written. It's hilarious. It's heartwarming. It's got great animation. Uh, I cannot recommend it enough. It's probably one of my favorite ongoing current TV shows in general. I'm going to have to go to watch. Yeah, Yeah, I definitely love that. If you have Disney Plus, the first two seasons are on there in its entirety. Season three will be up after it's complete. In the meantime, you can watch it on Disney now. Yeah. Cool. And I I will say I like that show, especially because it has my man husband on on it. Which one? David Tennant? David Tennant. Oh yeah! Oh, Goofy isn't it? We got an episode where they uh, turns out the Goofy movie is canon. Nice. Goofy oh, wow. taking his son Max on a road trip is canon to the world of Ducktales. So, fun fact: any kind of like father son type stuff in movies for some reason just tugs the old heartstrings <laughs> on me. Yeah. Like, you're all about the father daughter father son stuff. I'm, right now. I, I wonder guess, if you're about to be a father, maybe. Maybe that's part of it, but no, but that's been my whole life. I, I, I promise you, my whole life. The freaking Goofy movie, I cried whenever like his son like flares up at him and tells him like he's not cool or whatever. Dude, it's almost as bad as Lion King. Yeah. Fun fact, uh, Max was at my wedding. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good. I sat next to him and didn't know he was Max. Oh, that's crazy. You sure did, buddy. <laughs> I, nobody told me. What? That's <laughs> just a dude. I, I he's, just, he's just there to enjoy a wedding. He's not there to be called out for who he is. Let the man be. Well, you I did, did the right only thing. because I didn't know who the fuck he was. Exactly. <laughs> that's how voice actors roll. Yeah. That's that's the best way to do it, man. All right. Uh, I think that's our podcast. Um, we once again have no idea what our next episode is going to be. Well, uh, for the next episode, out. it might be Leo-less. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Leo's status is in question. Actually, uh, maybe it's, we'll it's almost... It's a Last of Us 2 spoiler cast. 
<laughs> with with Matt, me, and Justin, and only one of us is going to have played it. <laughs> it's basically just going to be me explaining the story to you. Yeah, right. right. Just, right. just spoil all of us of us too. Uh, you guys mentioned uh, you mentioned that that Tetris attack like game. Uh, yeah, whatever. It's just Tetris attack. Yeah. 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 That might be a good option. I, I, I'm almost certainly won't be here next episode, so I, I think right, it's just right. feel free to do whatever. But the episode following that should be Ghost of Tsushima or maybe like a couple episodes after that. I don't know. Okay. Well, uh, maybe we can get uh, Matt back for a few of those episodes. Uh, our thanks to uh, Mr. Matt Finneman for joining us and uh, help helping carry the conversation since Justin and I were too lazy to finish that game. Yeah. <laughs> Question: Can you even do a Ghost of Tsushima show if it's not on PC for James? Oh, oh <laughs> good point. You know he I had like that a you're PS4. Making me in, oh. You're making me into like the PC guy. Just well, between if it's not on that or Switch, you 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 have the capability. You just won't do it. I yeah. played Final Fantasy VII remake once. Yeah. That's, the, that's the only reason he owned the PlayStation, though. Yeah. Was it yeah, for that? All right, so our next episode, we'll figure out what the fuck we're doing sometime. Uh, all right, um, I think that's it uh, for the Good Games Podcast. I'm James. Goodbye. I'm Leo. I'm Justin. And I'm that other guy. All right. <laughs> hey, goodbye. 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 We fucking we spoil. <laughs> <laughs>
that's got to be like one of the biggest scams. <laughs> I don't get. I don't fully understand it either. But it's, it's on my list strictly because of its major success to me. Uh, it, it's undoubtedly successful. I but just I'll, I'll throw on. 